This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I want to talk to you about why shit goes sideways. You ever notice just when you're starting to get where you want to go, just when you're starting to actually see some success, you're starting to get that momentum, all of a sudden life blows up, life gets super lifey, and the feels get super feely. Why does that happen? How can we work with it and or avoid it? And what does it mean? And that's my job tonight to introduce you to that. So why is this important? This is important because until you know how this works, you are going to feel trapped in a cycle of progress and then self-sabotage and then progress and then self-sabotage. And you're going to think it means you're doing something wrong. And that's not true. This is important because not knowing how this works can lead you to the false belief that you're not good enough or that you're not worthy or that you're not deserving of success. And that would be a shame. And this is important because whether you acknowledge it or not, you are living this idea every single day because it is a necessary part of the journey, which means none of us get off the hook. Sorry. So let's back up and talk about what it really means when we say shit goes sideways. And the first person who really started talking about this was Gay Hendricks in his book called The Big Leap back in 2009. And he talked about something known as the upper limit problem, which describes a pretty common psychological phenomenon. And basically what it means is that if we are not accustomed to feeling good for long stretches of time or in big intense amounts, our minds will begin to register that feeling as foreign. And anything that is foreign to your mind is potentially dangerous, which means the happier you feel, the more freaked out your unconscious mind gets. The upper limit problem says that when we have everything we want, we're actually more vulnerable because we have more to lose. And since your unconscious mind's number one job is to keep you safe, it's on high alert during these times. And so it's standing on guard for thee. It just happens to do it in a way that feels really feely and sort of sucks. So what is meant by the upper limit problem? If you imagine your capacity for joy, your capacity for happiness as kind of like a thermostat. And you've got the lower end of the thermostat and then you have the upper end and that's the threshold. And in between is the safe space. That's where you operate most of the time. Now, when things dip below the threshold, that's when you start to feel crummy. That's when we oftentimes reach out for help to do something to bring us back up. And we think that's really the only time. Well, when I feel yucky, of course, I want to get back into joy. What we don't realize is we also have a cap. We have a tolerance cap for how much happiness we allow ourselves. We have an upper limit. And when we get too happy, we will start to unconsciously create chaos to bring us back down because we don't know how to handle that big feel. It's overwhelmed our neurology, which means we either have to come back into that comfort zone or expand our neurology, which most of us don't know what that means. We're going to talk about that. So here's another way to think about it. Imagine your comfort zone like a big circle. 
Now, if your unconscious mind's number one job is to keep you safe, where do you think it likes you the most? In the very, very center. When you are smack dab in the center of your comfort zone, you are an equal distance away from any of the edges and therefore equal distance away from anything unknown or potentially dangerous. And since your unconscious mind's number one job is to keep you safe, it wants you as far away from anything different or new or change as possible. And so it likes you in the middle. The problem is, is that all your goals, all your growth, all your dreams, all your healing happens outside of your comfort zone on the other side. And so we see this goal, we see this thing we want, and we start to move towards it. And all is well, your unconscious mind, yeah, it's paying attention, but as long as you're within the circle, it's pretty cool. Until you get to that very spot right at the edge of your comfort zone. And now your unconscious mind's like, whoa, I'm not playing anymore. You get your arse back inside. Like, that's not cool. I know how to keep you safe here. I know my comfort zone. It is known to me. It is comfortable. But you go outside that boundary, you get eaten by wolves. I don't know what's out there. You have to get back inside. So when we hit that very edge, your unconscious mind goes, ah, and it does whatever it can to get you back in the middle. And it will take the path of least resistance. Whatever usually gets you to abandon ship on your dreams, to retreat, to pull back, to stop growing, whatever works and has worked, it's going to do. That could mean in some cases illness. That could mean, in some cases, technology issues. That could mean chaos and drama with a partner or with your kids. If you're normally like, okay, I can do anything, and then one of your kids gets sick and you're like, never mind, it's okay. If that usually gets you back in your comfort zone, guess what's going to show up for you as you move towards your goal? Yay! <laughs> I don't make the rules, I only describe how they work. So we go back inside our comfort zone. But the thing is, we still want that goal. We still want to get to that thing. And so eventually we will move out towards it again and then go, ah, and retreat. And some of us will spend a lifetime going right to the edge of our comfort zone and then going, nope, too much, and then coming back in. Usually when this is happening, it's because we are living by a when I, then I. Or we start to get this idea that, well, maybe it's just not meant to be. If it's not really easy, it must not be the right timing. It must not be for me. Maybe this isn't what I want, and so we kind of hide back inside. Now, some of us are stubborn. Holla! And when stuff goes sideways, we don't go back into the center. We say, no, I'm not moving anywhere. And so we stay at the edge of our comfort zone, kind of going around the outside and the perimeter. Here's the problem with that. Let's back up for a second to go to like grade three science. You'll remember that we live on planet Earth and we have the moon that orbits around the Earth. How does that work? How does the moon stay in orbit? Why doesn't it just float off? The reason for that is because the moon in orbit is being pulled in by the Earth's gravitational field. And since every action has an equal and opposite reaction, it's also being pushed by the energy of the Earth. And that push-pull is an equal balance that keeps the moon moving nowhere except in a circle around the earth. Back to our comfort zone. When we refuse to retreat, but we still haven't quite figured out how to get to our goal and we're just circling around the outside, like the moon, we are under immense pressure, both pushing and pulling and keeping us going nowhere. 
And some of us will do that for a lifetime. And you can find these people because they'll say things like, my life is always in constant drama. Whereas when we go and retreat, we have moments of comfort and then chaos. And then those people will say things like, no matter what I do, I can't seem to get to my goal. It's never the right timing. When you are spinning around the outside of your comfort zone, you never get a reprieve. It's just constant drama. You fix one thing, another thing breaks. You get this relationship good, another one goes to hell. Everything's always in constant fluctuation as you're under immense pressure. Okay, so now knowing this and saying we don't want to spin in circles, we don't want to go in and out, how do we actually get to our goal? And the big question that comes up is, well, why would my unconscious mind do this? And here's the answer to that. Your unconscious mind could care less about your growth and your happiness. It already knows you're a perfect being of light. It doesn't care. It doesn't care about your growth. It already knows you're perfect. Its only job is to keep you safe. And so how do we get that goal inside our comfort zone so that we can be safe and get what we want? You make a decision. Your decisions are powerful. Your decision is your intention in action. Your intention is 50% of the healing and growth process. That's why it's so important. When you're sitting on the fence, in addition to getting splinters up your butt, you're also making it impossible for your unconscious mind to do anything for you. At least if you said no and retreated back to the center, you can wait for something new to flow in. And if you said yes, you'd get off the fence and do something. But when you sit on the edge, when you sit in maybe, your unconscious mind is literally, it's in handcuffs. It can't actually help you either way. It can't bring new resources to you and it can't put the energy towards making your goal happen. You're just going to feel stuck. So what does it look like when we hit this upper limit, when we reach the edge of our comfort zone? It looks like this. You just had a huge win. Something really cool happened. You took a big step towards your future and all of a sudden, poof, shit goes sideways. It could show up as an accident, as an illness, as technology issues. That's the one that apparently works for me. It could show up as overeating or overdrinking or overspending, trying to numb things out. TV also fits in there. It could show up as fighting with your partner or your kids just being ornery or any other self-sabotaging behavior. Whatever works in the past and is the path of least resistance to get you to go back inside your comfort zone, to get you to bring that threshold of joy back in your tolerance, that's what's going to happen. So why does it happen? This happens because despite what we tell ourselves, it's not happiness we seek, it's comfort. Yeah, let that one sink in, huh? <laughs> we don't care about our happiness either. We care about our comfort. This can happen also if you have a previously held limiting belief that begins to conflict with your aspirations and plans. So I'll give you an example. When I first started my business, I was not interested in speaking on a stage. I was not interested in being seen. I was happy being under my rock as a hermit, helping people the best I could without having to do too much or be too vulnerable. <laughs> Yay. And then I started to realize that I could have a better impact if I get out there. And so I said, okay, you know what? I'm ready to be seen. And I am going to start booking myself on stages. I'm going to start running healing circles on Zoom. I'm going to go global because why not? And that came up against the limiting belief of it's not safe to be seen, which most of us run at some level. 
And so when my aspirations and my plans and my goals went smack up against this belief, there was a rub. And so my unconscious mind had to do some work to get me feeling comfortable again. And so shit goes sideways, gets me back in my comfort zone. This also happens if we attempt to do what's known as first order change. So what does that mean? There are different kinds of change we can create in our life. And most of us don't know that there are two main kinds. So there's first order change. First order change still works within an existing structure and view of the world. So what you seek, what you avoid, the way you see the world and your values remain the same. Someone who decides to cut out carbs without making any other changes to their health and mentality. The reason they have no success in that endeavor is because nothing's changed in how they view themselves in the world. Someone who wants to quit smoking and thinks that all they have to do is stop buying cigarettes, but haven't taken the time to change their perspective and what it is that they need to get. What purpose is this problem serving for them so that they can get that purpose met in a better way? When we do first order change, we are locked in a box where we can take about 10 steps forward, backwards, sideways, all over, but at some point we hit the edge because our viewpoint of the world hasn't shifted. We still believe what we believe about ourselves. We still believe what we believe about the world and how it operates. We're trying to shove a new behavior into this old model of the world. It doesn't work very well. Second order change is about learning to see the world in a different way. It's about challenging your assumptions so that you can have a different worldview. And the reason second order change feels transformational is because it is. It's where you take that box and you blow it out so that you can start to stretch and go beyond. And so when we are attempting to create first order change, we're not actually changing enough of ourselves. Our neurology is staying the same. And so our upper limit of joy is like a glass ceiling. If you want to be able to feel higher highs, you have to expand your neurology. You have to expand your values and beliefs to make space for this new amount of joy to flow in. Attempting to shove new behaviors through old strategies doesn't work. It'll just blow things out. And when things blow out, guess what? Shit goes sideways. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that no matter who you are, no matter how long you've been on the healing path, you will encounter your upper limit. Your goal and your growth and your healing is always on the other side of your comfort zone. This is why I always remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. That decision is what allows you to move outside your comfort zone, allows you to grow it, allows you to bring that goal inside so it's now safe to get. Remember that knowing how this works takes all the drama out of it. It allows you to adapt faster. When shit goes sideways, you can be like, oh, perfect. I'm expanding my capacity for joy. I'm going to decide I want it anyways. And done. It's really that easy. And remember that we all self-sabotage. Stop beating yourself up for it. Stop shaming yourself for it. Accept that it happens because you're human. Yay, human. And you'll find a new level of forgiveness for yourself and for others. And of course, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Now you know why. This is such an important lesson. Now you know why I remind you every single week. Your decision is more powerful than fear itself. You just have to actually make it and then move towards it. 
And of course, if you have any questions about any of the information from tonight or previous podcasts, please know you can always reach out to me at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. So I come often to healing circles and I have to say, this is probably one of the best you've ever done. Thank you. Like for me, it really hit home. I think it really resonated. I thought it was, it was great. And I think we all get stuck in our comfort zone, even though we don't even know it. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I was caught in my comfort zone. Um, And I think when you speak about going around the, the edge, like you said yourself, I think a lot of us do that. Oh, we've made so much growth from the center. We get to the edge and we're like, look at how far I've come. I'm at the edge. Look at me. But getting and maybe some of us dip our toes over the edge. I know I've dipped my toes over the edge, but I've not made that big decision to go over. And I'm not sure what I'm waiting for. And when you say make a decision that you want to go outside your comfort zone, well, does it have to be just for one thing, like um, a business venture or an educational venture or, uh, or can it just be in general in your life? Because I can't think of anything one specific that I want to get out of my comfort zone for. But in my general life, so what do you think about that? It is both. There are okay. always little things going on that move us uh, out of our comfort zone in little ways. It could be mm-hmm. reading a new book. This book came into my path. So sometimes the decision is I'm going to decide to listen to my guidance and follow it. And so if something shows up in my path, I'm not going to be like, eh, it's just a coincidence. I'm going to listen to it and follow it. I'm going to okay. decide that. Um, and it can also be for the big stuff. You know, um, a lot of people I know in the group wanted to come to Prague and sat on that outer edge for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, heard that. Right? And once the decision is made, your unconscious mind can then start to line things up and make it happen. And so sometimes we think, I have this big decision. It's not lining up. That means it's not meant to be. Versus right. understanding that when I make this decision and say, yes, I'm doing it no matter what, mm-hmm. then things will line up for me. Suddenly... Right you know, childcare becomes available, suddenly bosses give time off, suddenly things work, but it can't happen until we decide, no, I need this to happen. It's not about, well, tipping the toe, can this happen? It's about saying this is happening. How can I make it happen? happen. Okay. Yeah. Great question. Okay. Great. Thank you. My pleasure. What if something really isn't for you? How would you know? You will know because you are tuning into your unconscious mind and you will know. You will know the answer. We, last week we talked about the questions to ask in order to help you make yeah. a decision. Sure. So you use those questions to help you make the decision. And the decision can be no. Okay. No is a decision. It's when we're stuck in the, well, maybe I want to, but what if? And blah, blah. That's where we get stuck at the edge of the comfort zone. But when we ask ourselves the right questions, such as, do I want this? What would happen if I did this? What wouldn't happen? All those questions, that helps bring us to the decision. And then we have to act on it. Those of you who were here last week know that once you got the answer, you still had to take action. And once the action was taken, how did you feel? Most of you told me like a weight of 200 pounds just got lifted off your chest. There's a reason for that. That pressure went away because you made a decision and it can be yes or no. My pleasure. Hi. Sorry I missed last week. 
but um, what are some of the suggestions you might have to help you build your confidence to step out of your comfort zone? Is there a few things that you would do? So I'm heavily biased towards the tools I use because <laughs> they work really, really well and really, really fast. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm like, yeah, come work with me. We'll blow stuff out and make it go away. Uh, other ways to do it is to start to tune into our emotions, to give ourselves space to feel and to understand that our emotions are a feedback device, that we're not supposed to feel them just for the torture of it. And we're not supposed to push them away just so that we don't have to feel the torture of it. We're meant to sit with them so that we can learn about ourselves, learn what we want, what we don't want. So it's not about, it's not about confidence. Confidence is an emotional state. And therefore it's accessible anytime. You want to feel confident? Remember a time when you felt totally confident. Get into that space. Imagine that you're there again. You'll feel confident. It's the same reason why the gratitude practice at the end of circle actually brings gratitude into your body. So confidence is a feeling that we can access any time we want. When we talk about confidence, what we really mean is the equation part of it, which is competence over time. And competence is about action. It's about doing stuff. So we have to do stuff when we don't feel confident so that we can feel confident because the universe is an asshole and set it up that way. <laughs> so confidence is a byproduct of competence demonstrated over time. So you choose and make that decision knowing that you're going to be uncomfortable. If you wait until it feels comfortable, that's what keeps you stuck inside or on the edge. That answer the question? Cool. Awesome question. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you. You're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www dot l i v e l i f e u n b r o k e n dot com backslash circle c i r c l e. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.